One of the most frequently asked questions I get asked via Instagram DMs as well as YouTube comments is, Ravi, is it better to buy my principal place of residence or should I use that money and go and invest somewhere? Now, I can't give you financial advice, but we can walk through exactly what my example is and exactly why I continue to rent fest because I think that's gonna allow me to financially retire earlier, get financially free, which means I can then do whatever the F I like. If you're interested, keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Occasionally, I'm gonna bring out my whiteboard and this is one of those times. What we're gonna do in this video is look at the pros and cons of the principal place of residence as well as investments and then break it down with my own example of why this still makes sense. Now for context, I pay $1,200 a week in rent and for a lot of people watching, they're probably like, this guy's poor. Like rent is dead money. I don't know why anyone would do this. Let me go buy a $1 million property. Uh, there's no problems with that, is there? Well, it depends how you look at it. In my case, I think there's a major problem and I'm gonna explain why. So what I've got here is broken down principal place of residence and the investment. Now, believe it or not, your principal place of residence on a cash flow basis is negative, which means it is technically a liability. It's money going out of your pocket to hold that property. Now, whether you're paying interest only or interest plus principal, that technically is cash flow negative. That means it is a liability. However, if you are able to take some of that equity out from the property, let's say it has capital growth, you use that to then go purchase other properties. Well, then you could technically say it's an asset. Now, an investment property is an asset. You have cash flow positive returns as well as capital growth. If you've purchased well, you're probably at more in these specific areas because you're a borderless investor. Now, when you start looking at principal place of residence home loans, you will find that the rates are lower than investment properties. So that is one con when you're looking at whether I should go and buy an investment or buy a principal place of residence. When I'm talking about rates being lower, they are very slightly lower. You're not gonna suddenly go, I'm gonna buy an investment, that'll be 5%. But if I buy my own home, it's gonna be 3%. No, it's more like 3.2% versus 3% to give you some context. Now, when you are buying your investment properties, if you do this well, your borrowing power is technically higher than when you do it for your own home. And I'm gonna go through an example in a little bit. And by far the biggest advantage is the market advantage. You're a borderless investor. When you're looking at buying a place for yourself, you've got things that really attract you to a particular area. Now that is not driven by, I'm gonna buy a house here because it's gonna go up in value. No, you're probably buying there and you wanna live there because you like the amenities, you like the lifestyle, and that definitely is emotion. So when you got the emotion, mixed with the logic is probably not going to make much sense. That's why I try and separate both. So in this case, if you're investing and you're doing that, say with a buyer's agent or doing it yourself, you can go out there and pick the right properties in the right locations. You then have access to a bunch of markets where you can see there's more demand than the incoming supply and existing supply, which means that the prices should go up in terms of capital growth as well as your rents. Now, many places across Australia right now are facing a rental crisis, and that is going to continue to get worse as the rates increase. So let's have a look at my example. Why am I paying 1200 bucks a week in rent when I could just simply go out there and buy the property I live in? So let's use some context. Now at the moment, I live in a three bedroom penthouse, which was built in 2021. So just last year, it's a really nice property and it's fairly close to the city. Now that's why I'm paying the 1200 bucks a week. Now, if you had asked me like two years ago or three years ago, would you ever consider paying 
hundred bucks a week, I'd be like, shit, no. That seems like the biggest waste of money I've ever heard. But then when you start breaking it down with the numbers and you can do this yourself, use it for your own numbers. It might be that the property you really wanna live in is gonna cost you a million, two million or $3 million. Then you can break it down to see, is it better to rent in that area versus buying? Now, if I went down the path of actually buying this property, it would actually cost me $2.2 million because that's what it was bought for. So $2.2 million, when you look at a deposit, would be $220,000. The stamp duty alone would be $105,000 and other costs would work out to be 5,000, which means the total cost here would be $330,000. The first part to this problem is going to be, do I have $330,000 lying around to buy the place? And in 2021, I definitely did not. If we go ahead and break down how much the costs would be, we can see the loan is 1.98 million. However, because I've paid less than 20% as a deposit, it's actually gonna incur an LMI cost, so lender's mortgage insurance. Now in this case, I can either pay that upfront, so that would just add $60,000 to the initial 330 that I don't have, but I would go and pay that, or I can have that form part of the loan. Now in this case, I'm just gonna form it part of the loan, and now the new loan is $2.04 million. Sounds like a big number, because it definitely is. <laughs> now we know the RBA is continuing to increase rates, so it's difficult to say what the average will be by the time you're watching this video, but it's about 4% at the moment. So we're gonna say 4% is the interest rate, and we have now two options. We can go interest only, or we can go interest plus principal. Now in this case, if we're gonna compare apples to apples, that should mean that the money that we're putting towards our living expenses is dead money. That means I should just pay interest only, just to make it simple, to make it easier to understand the money I pay towards rent is going away, and the money I pay towards interest only is going away as well. So I'm not paying down any of the principal. In this case, that would work out to be 6,800 a month. If we did decide to go interest plus principal, that number would be significantly higher at 9,740 a month. So where does that leave us? Well, I spend 5,200 a month, which is 1,200 bucks a week on the rent. So technically, if we just compared like to like, interest only repayments versus the rent I pay, I'm actually positive currently by 1,600. I get to live in the area I want, in the property I have, Plus I don't have all the ongoing expenses like your strata, your council rates, your water rates, as well as insurances, which is an annual saving. But then I get to save every single month $1,600. Now, what I wanted to show you was not just this example of saying, hey, renting is gonna be better in this location. I wanna look at the solution. And the solution is that if I didn't go down this path and buy a place for myself, and a lot of you guys might be questioning this, is should I just go and buy a place myself or should I invest that money? Well, in this example, if I went ahead and actually used the $300 $30,000, I could go and build my foundation. This is what we talk about on this channel, is building a property portfolio. Build that property portfolio, the machine, on the foundation. And the foundation I like to have is between four and five properties around that sort of 400K mark. So in this case, if we go ahead and do that, and that's pretty much what we do with clients, is we go, let's buy these properties and it's probably gonna have an outlay of about $70,000. Now I go ahead and purchase four of those. That's gonna cost about $280,000, which means I'm not only not using all of my money, if I had 330K, but I'm also going and having an emergency fund, which is super important as we go through this process. The other part to consider is that I may not go ahead and buy all four at the same time. I could use the deposits on the first two or three properties, and then for the fourth and fifth properties, I can just use the equity from the initial property gains and use that as the deposit, which means in this case, I could have more money as an emergency fund, or I could use that surplus money to go and invest in other things like shares and crypto. Now with the properties that we find for 
clients as well as I find for myself is that we want to focus on a good strong cash flow position. So believe it or not, even with today's rates, we can secure properties that give you anywhere between 80 to $100 per week after all expenses. That's after your council rates, water rates, insurances, and all of that good stuff. So if we go ahead and purchase four of these, that means an extra $400 per week that we're able to secure in our pockets. And we could use that to go and reduce the cost of rent. So in this case, instead of having to go pay $1,200 a week, if I use the investment properties and that cash flow there to go and help me pay my weekly expenses, Instead, I'm paying only 800 bucks a week instead of 1200. The other option I also have is with the extra cash flow that I get every week, I can go and DCA into Bitcoin and Ethereum, or I can DCA into the stock market, or I could use that and grow my savings to then save for another deposit even faster, which means you continue building this machine instead of just going and focusing on buying one home for yourself to live in. At the end of the day, if you're trying to build wealth, there are particular ways you can go about doing it efficiently. And that is the whole point of this video. A couple of things to really focus focus on is that with borderless investing, I can go and focus in high growth areas. It's not necessarily the case that everyone wants to live in the one location I want to live in. I can tell you right now that units are probably the worst thing I could be buying in this location. In and around here, three to five kilometers, there are a bunch of units that have gone up and are continuing to go up. Now, yes, it's quite close to the city, but in knowing how supply and demand works, that relationship means that I'm probably not gonna get capital growth anytime soon. So I'm forking out all this money and if I just had it there because I thought, well, I'm paying so much in rent, I can just at least hold a property, I'm actually losing money every single year. In addition to that, if I can get a property that gives me capital growth and cash flow, it makes my day-to-day -day a lot easier as well. I don't have things like mortgage stress where I'm thinking a large part of my entire income is going straight away towards my mortgage, which isn't gonna disappear for at least the next 30 years. In this way, if I go and do this properly, I can have these properties pay for themselves with the rent that I'm making from these properties. Now, as we have rates go up, it's very important to know this, that as rates go up, we have rents go up in most areas. In addition to the fact that we have a low incoming supply level with properties and inflation really causing the price of a new home to be built going higher, this is effectively causing a massive rental crisis, which I've been talking on the channel about for like the last 12 or 18 months. By having my properties in different areas, I also lower my risk. So I'm going and spreading out these purchases across multiple states, across multiple regions, which means I don't have all of my risk concentrated on the one asset or the one location. If something happens in this area, then all of my life savings is in the one property. And why? Because I want to give myself peace of mind saying that I don't want to rent. I don't want to tell people I rent. I just want to buy a house for myself. And finally, the biggest point around buying properties, buying and investing, building your property portfolio is about borrowing costs as well as borrowing power. Believe it or not, if your cash flow is in a good position, you're able to go and borrow more and your borrowing capacity is there to build an asset base that's larger versus when you're actually purchasing for yourself. I hope this video has been educational for you. If you've learned one or two things, it's brought you some value, definitely smash that subscribe button as well as a like for the video so we can share these videos out to more people that really need it. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.